Welcome to the Confidence Lounge podcast, where we cover all things confidence in life and business. I'm your host, Elise Conroy, and I'm on a passionate mission to help thousands of women across the world feel more confident from the inside out, because not on my watch am I ever going to watch another woman do insecure life and business again. So if you're ready to become your most confident self, mama, or businesswoman, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So grab your favorite beverage, get nice and comfy, and get ready to receive today's confidence injection. It is the second week of February, and I have to tell you, my friends, I am feeling the love. I'm feeling the love from you. I'm feeling the love from my friends, from my family, from my baby, just all the things. I was actually just telling my husband this morning that I am feeling so connected, almost like if you think of an electrical receptacle, right, and you have the plug that goes into the wall, it's like I'm the plug just plugging back into the world, because I think coming out of the craziness that was COVID, it was like I left my job, I went into 2019, which was my eat, pray, love year. Then we had COVID shut down. I lost a baby. My parents are fighting cancer. I'm inside for like however long, you know, and then 2021, I reemerged. And I feel like I'm still just emerging from this crazy experience that has been the last few years. Like, does anybody else out there feel like since 2020 happened, it's just been like one big long year? Like, it does not feel like four years has passed since 2020 has happened. But a huge thing that I have made the focus, my, I would say probably the last six months is really getting reconnected because I am 100% an extrovert. I'm also very introverted at the same time. I'm an HD generator. So if you know the HD, you know, human design, if you're into that, like I'm equal parts out there and I'm like equal parts hermit, but I definitely recharge through people. And as much as I like my alone time, there is something that happens to me when I get out into the world and I'm having these incredible conversations with women who I just love and adore. So I've really made getting back out there my focus. And I can't even tell you, I've done so much already this year. It's like having girls nights, going and meeting with other friends who are business owners and female entrepreneurs and very empowered women, very successful women. I've been going to personal development events. I have so much on the horizon and it is so crazy because as a byproduct of just being out there and being in this incredible energy, feeling so fully connected, all of these opportunities have just been coming to me. So it's like, I'll talk to one person. Next thing you know, I was recommended for a speaking engagement. I was recommended for a women's and the international women's event. And I'm going to be having a booth there. I was just recommended for another workshop. It's like all of these things are happening because I'm out there in the world really feeding into connection and it feels so good. And I told my husband when I was coming back from a dinner that I had the other night with two of my friends who are both female entrepreneurs. They have incredibly successful businesses. We went and they were here from LA and we had this really beautiful bougie dinner at this lounge. And I called him and he's like, whoa, you are on one. <laughs> I'm like, you don't understand. It was the best dinner because being a solopreneur, I don't have coworkers that I get to talk to. And he's like, this is almost the equivalent of like your water cooler chat. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what that was. But I had this beautiful feeling as I was leaving this conversation. It was like three and a half hours long and we were just talking about each other. We were going so deep. And one of the girls was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm, you know, we're talking too much about this coaching stuff. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I live for this shit. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper, right? Like I live for those type of connections. I love having deep, meaningful conversations with women that are going to change the world. And this ripple effect that we then feel is this high vibration that impacts everybody around us. And when I got off the phone with my husband, he was just like, "What? lots of energy. I'm like, yes, because I'm feeling it. And if my new business model is just going out and having these bougie dinners at amazing places and living my best life and having the most incredible connected conversations with women, then that's all I'm going to focus on, right? Right. Because I had this moment a few months ago 
where I was really missing certain parts of the beauty industry. And I really sat there and I was like, okay, if this thought goes uninvestigated, this can grow legs and this can really become something that it doesn't need to be. So what is it specifically that I miss about the beauty industry? And I want you all to use that simple example as a reason and an opportunity to investigate thoughts, right? Because if something's coming up for you, answer it, right? Like, what do I actually miss about the beauty industry? Because when I got honest with myself, it was about the experiences that the opportunity or that that job offered me going to these beautiful places, traveling the world, having these incredible dinners at Michelin rated restaurants, going to, you know, and staying in the most beautiful hotels in the world. Like I was living a very incredible life while I was in beauty. But then once again, I left, then COVID happened and then I had a baby and it was all these things that it just life didn't look and feel the way that it used to. So when I had that realization a few months back, I was like, okay, all I have to do is just dial that area of my life up to a 10. And I want to share all of this with you for a very specific reason, because our level of connectedness and who we surround ourselves with is a huge component of our success. And when I think about when I have been my most successful, and especially in this element of owning a business. So 2021 was an explosive year for me. I was having months where I'm just like, oh my God, I've never made this much money in my life. And it was almost surreal. But all I was doing was living my best life, sharing it with you and making invitations for you to do the same. I didn't overcomplicate it, even though at the time I was like, I should be doing more. Oh my God, am I doing it right? Like all the questions that a new business owner is trying to navigate. But when I look back in hindsight, I was like, oh my God, it really is that easy because that's all I want for you. I want you to confidently live your best life. And in order to do that, you've got to have the right players and the right feelings and thoughts to support you in doing that. So I really want to focus this month on helping you elevate into your next level of success, whatever that looks like for you. It could be going to the next level in your career, or business, whatever it is that you do for a living. It could be just feeling better about yourself and living a healthier lifestyle. It could be having more beautiful relationships where you're being able to be honest and being yourself and having these beautiful soul connected conversations with people that you just love. Maybe it's letting go of what isn't working for you and whatever's holding you down and keeping you stuck, right? So we're going to be talking a lot about this. And today I want to have a really powerful conversation about your friends. And I know when you're listening to this podcast is like, wait, we're going to talk about your friends. And the whole time I was thinking about this podcast, I've been thinking this about this for over a month. I had this, the song, what about your friends, right? It's like, that's what's played in my head as I was writing this. And as I was thinking about putting all the pieces into place to talk to you about this today, because your friends will make or break your success. And you are truly a sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. Have you ever heard that saying? And it is so true. So the people that you surround yourself with are going to be either what pull you down, or they're going to be what lifts you up. And I teach something inside of the CAN program about having a really valuable elevation squad. So I want you to think to yourself right now, if you were to assign an elevation squad, and that's really, you know, let's not overcomplicate this. It's really just the women that are around you that lift you up, that remind you of your greatness on the days that you are unable to see that, or if you lose sight of that, or if you forget it, maybe you fail, right? They're the ones that are going to be there to help you pick yourself back up and just championing you to get back to whatever it is that you're doing, right? And I love to think of my Elevation Squad as those are going to be the women 
that are dropping my name in a room full of opportunities. They're going to be the one out there celebrating me when I, you know, have a success, whatever that looks like in my life. They're going to be the one there just holding space for me and my growth and loving me and just supporting me unconditionally and not judging me if I do get it wrong, right? So I want you to think about if you were to assign an elevation squad right now, who would you put into that squad, right? And what would that look and feel like? Because I think for a lot of us, we kind of get into these relationships and we just sort of like settle for friends. And you don't have to settle for friends. You can start calling new people into your life that are going to lift you up right now. And keep in mind, these don't have to be people that you actually see or know in person. This can be somebody like me. You listen to my podcast, right? It can be a Facebook group where you are just in, you know, this energy of being in this community. I know I'm in a lot of personal Facebook groups for, you know, things that happen in LA, mom groups, right? Like I love being in the energy of other women who are doing the same things in life because that's a very, you know, beautiful feeling of support for me. So it can be an author. It can be somebody you follow on social media. So I want you just to think about who do you want in your elevation squad and why is this person important to you? I think that that's such a fun thing to think about and it's going to set you up for so much success. So I offered for a long time something that I called, it was a free confidence generating toolkit and that was a huge component of the work that we did in there. And the reason that I put this exercise in there is because so many women that I talked to felt like they were navigating the world alone. They felt like they were in this place where nobody understood them, nobody got where they were at in life, nobody was there to actually, you know, understand and lift them up and, you know, support them. And they didn't feel like they had good friends or they felt like they had these lifelong friends that they had kind of outgrown. Maybe it was like party friends. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. But those little things were getting in their way of truly feeling supported and connected and loved and understood. So this is why I put that exercise in there because I don't want you feeling like you have to go to the top alone. That's a huge mission of the work that I'm doing is to make sure that you have the right people around you to get to wherever you want to go feeling so beautifully supported, so loved, so understood, so seen, right? Okay, so here's what I want to open this up talking about are some different archetypes of friends that will hold you back in your life. And I'm so curious to see if you have a friend like this in your life right now, or maybe you have all of these, right? It's five different archetypes because we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. So I wanted to identify five archetypes that I see that have personally held me back in my life and have also held the women that I work with back in their lives. So let's see if you have any of these friends in your life right now. And then we're going to talk about what to do if you, if you do realize, oh God, (laughs) these are the people that are in my life, right? Okay. So the first person that I want to identify is what I'm calling your SOS friend. And that's the same old shit friend, right? Same drama, same problems, same mindset. This could be like your childhood best friend or maybe your college bestie. And now you're in a space of life where you're in different places. But she's that constant invitation that keeps you playing small. She's like, that's not the you I know, right? She doesn't support you in your growth because in reality, you are a mirror to her that is showing her everything she's not doing in her life. And that triggers her. And then she criticizes you for that. And she tries to hold you back in this version of yourself that you used to be, right? And you're scared to show your true self to her because you don't want to feel, you don't want her to feel bad about herself, right? So you're always feeling responsible to clean up her mess or fix her problems because she doesn't know how to do this herself, which exhausts you. Have you ever had a friend like this, right? I think for so many of us, we get into the space where it's like, I I just feel so bad letting them go. Like, how are they going to navigate life without me? But every time you talk to them, It's the same old shit. So that's archetype number one. Archetype number two is the energy vampire friend. So this is the one-sided relationship that sucks you dry. So you give 
and you give and you give and you are always there for her. Every time she calls you, you pick the phone up, you listen to her tell that same dramatic story that she's told you a hundred times. And you are just like, oh my God, like when are you actually going to do something about this? But you still, you hold the space for her. You listen to her, you support her. She asks for your help. You're there. She needs you on this weekend to go do something with her. You're there, right? Like you are always there for her. But then when you need her, she leaves you hanging. She leaves you high and dry. She's too busy with all whatever's going on with her life. Or if she does show up, she's not actually the friend that you need her to be. And that leaves you feeling so depleted. It leaves you feeling empty. It leaves you feeling like, when is she ever going to be there for me? And I think for so many of us in our life, we have been the prey of an energy vampire. And I think about this, it comes up so much when I talk with women about work and I suffered with this in my corporate job where you have these people at work that just want to, you know, come to your desk and then they just suck you dry and they walk away and you're just like, oh my God, I need a nap. That is an energy vampire in the flesh. (laughs) So that is archetype number two. Archetype number three is the friend who's fake nice. So she smiles in your face, but secretly she's plotting your demise, right? She's trying to figure out how to take you down or she's like, oh, I want her husband. And she's trying to figure out how to sleep with him because she's jealous or threatened by you. Or she sees you on social media and she's like, oh my God, cute outfit girl. And then next thing you know, she's like showing this picture and she's like, oh, who is she to wear that? Like think of Regina George and Mean Girls, right? It's like cute outfit. And then she's like, oh, that was hideous, right? Or she goes on social media and she's like, I love so much. And then she's sitting there shit talking you behind your back. So there are so many friends that will smile in your face. And next thing you know, they are knifing you in your back. And I see this come up so many times in the social media world. It's like, it's being an online business owner. This is something I talk with all of my friends who run online businesses about because you have these business besties (laughs) and they claim to totally have your back and da, 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 da. But they are just like fake nice because they're trying to use you for whether it's your network or to get, you know, the opportunity hoppers or they're social climbers, right? And they're not actually your friends. So do you have somebody in your life who's playing fake nice with you right now? Okay, so that's archetype number three. Archetype number four are the party peeps. So you have friends that are bonded via experiences that you like to go out and do or alcohol. And without the experiences or the alcohol, you have little to nothing in common with them. And when you're with them, you could have 20 of these friends around you, but yet you're sitting there with all these people surrounding you and you feel lonely. And you find that having conversations with them leaves you just feeling unfulfilled and wanting more because it's a very surface level type of relationship. It's like, yeah, girl, having the best time ever. I love you so much. And it's like, why do you love me? I love you. Okay. But like, why do you love me? Let's dance. Let's have another drink. Do you want to take a shot? Right? Like it's that type of vibe. So when you're in the, the energy of all these party people, it's really sometimes challenging because the music turns off, the lights come on, the drinks stop flowing, and you're realizing you're surrounded by all these people that you have nothing in common with, that your only common bond was the experience or the alcohol. Okay, so that's archetype number four. Archetype number five, our final one, is the negative Nancy. So she is the black cloud on your sunny day. She complains, she gossips, she only focuses on how terrible everything is. So you could literally be telling her, oh my God, I'm having the best day ever. And she's like, my mom's dying of cancer. right? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? And so she's that type of person that is a trauma bonder. So she wants to stay in the problem 
versus creating a solution. So let's say you talk to this friend who's a negative Nancy and you're like, I have this big dream and I want to put myself out there and I'm going to do the thing. She's going to be the person that offers you the seeds of doubt. And really that's her own projection of her fears onto you. So she's going to start poking holes in your vision because she's going to be like, oh, you could probably never do that because I had a friend who did that once and she totally failed and fell flat on her face and lost everything. So you shouldn't even try. (laughs) So they're basically projecting all of their negativity, all of their limiting beliefs, all of their doubt, all of their insecurity onto you because that's really how they feel about themselves. They don't know how to have a positive relationships with themselves. So therefore, they don't know how to have a positive relationship with anybody in their life. So are you in relationships with any of these archetypes, right? So the SOS friend, same old shit, the energy vampire, the fake nice girl, the party peeps, or the negative Nancy. Is this your reality? So I have lived in relationships with all of these different archetypes. So it was very easy for me to identify this is the type of person that, you know, I had been in a relationship with. And I know their exact behavior. I know their exact characteristics. And for so long, it was so hard for me to depart from these relationships because what I used to do, and I'm curious to see if you do this too, is I would define the relationship by the years invested or the experiences that we'd been through. Like, oh, I traveled with her to that country and we've been friends for 20 years. I can't let it go now. I've already invested so much and we did all these amazing things. But look, that was not a good reason to stay in a relationship. And we're going to go really deep into that in just a second. But I went through a friend cleansing, as I'll call it. It was like the great friend exodus. And I had to let go of a lot of people. And it was a really challenging point of my life because when I had left my corporate job and I'd really started working on my personal development. And as I mentioned, I had this eat, pray, love year where I was just really going on this journey to figure out who I was at this point in my life, what my values were, what was important to me, who I wanted to surround myself with. I started really changing. And some of the people who I'd been friends with for two decades, long, long relationships, very invested, you know, connected relationships where there was a lot of history, a lot of love, but also a lot of a lot of challenges, right? Those people didn't want to see me grow because this new version of me who I was becoming did not serve them. And it was also very triggering because here I am going out to do the work to live my best life and I was no longer willing to sit and listen to them, bitch. I'm like, fix your problems. Stop making excuses. They didn't want to hear that from me. They wanted me to be in the river of misery with them. So they're like, why are you attacking me? Or why are you being so mean about things? Like, why can't you be more understanding? I'm like, because I've been listening to you talk about the same problem for 10 years of your life. When are you going to do something about it? So they didn't like who I was becoming. And I gave them the invitation to grow with me or to outgrow me. And I had to leave a lot of people behind. And it was not easy. It There were a lot of tears. There was a lot of heartache. There was a lot of, oh my God, am I making the wrong decision? But the weight that I lost from those friendships that were no longer serving me at this point of life ended up being the best weight that I could lose in my life because I lost the weight of their opinions. I lost the weight of their judgment. I lost the weight of them telling me that, oh, that's not the Elise I know. She would never say something like that. She would never do something like that. Who is this version of you? I don't even understand her, right? And using this person that I was becoming against me when I was in love with the person that I was becoming. And it was like, look, you can try to understand me. You can try to really look and see like all of the changes that I'm making in my life and you can be inspired by this and you can do the same thing too so you don't have to be miserable with your reality but that wasn't their path and that's okay so I let them go with love and 
in doing that, I was able to step into this next version of myself. I couldn't have gotten here if I was still carrying the weight of those relationships because they would have kept me down. Because once again, we are the the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with. So the people that I was spending the most time with were just weighing me down. It was so hard to get on the phone with them. There were moments where they would call and I'm like, oh God. And I'm like, I can't answer this, right? And when you get to the point where you look and see somebody calling you on the phone and you have an immense feeling of dread in your body, that's a big signal to tune into because there's a reason why that's coming up. So I let these relationships go with love. They are no longer people that are in my life, not to say that they won't ever come back, but the door of those relationships needed to close because I also didn't understand or agree with a lot of decisions that they were making in their life. And that was okay, right? So it was a lot easier for me to depart and that was protecting my peace. It was protecting my sanity. So I let them go with love. And I want to offer you a few questions to think about. Because if you're in that space right now realizing, oh my God, I'm living with these, you know, and these energy vampires that are sucking me dry. Oh my God, I'm only having party friends, right? I want you to think about this because it is one of those things in life. And I want to start seeing all of us normalize letting go of friendships that we outgrow and letting go of friendships that are no longer serving us in that point of life because walking away from a relationship that is no longer serving you or adding value in your life is a huge sign of self-respect because it takes a massive amount of courage to choose yourself and some friendships are super toxic and they impact our mental and emotional health and we give way too much energy to them and that takes away our energy from doing the bigger better thing that you want to do in life and sometimes when we meet somebody in childhood, they not may not fit into our life now. And that's okay. Not all friendships are forever friendships. And I truly believe that saying that people come into our life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. So it is going to take a tremendous amount of energy to be around certain people. And if you feel like every time that person calls you, or if you have something scheduled with them that you want to cancel, that's a huge signal that needs to be tuned into. Because staying in a friendship out of obligation is always going to lead to resentment, stress, anxiety, pressure, shame, guilt. We don't want to feed any of those feelings. Those are all low vibration feelings that are once once again taking you away from living in that high vibe energy and living that high vibe life. So I want to offer you, before we go into the questions, a couple signals of a healthy friendship. The first thing that I think about when I think of a healthy friendship is you can go for long periods of time without talking and you can pick right back up where you left off without them guilting you for not being there or shaming you and being like, oh, I forgot the sound of your voice. Where have you been? Oh, I forgot what you looked like, right? And making those shitty comments that's just like, oh, like why? They support your growth. So they get where you're becoming, who you're becoming. They are championing that. They are so excited to see you step into your next level self and your next level of success. You feel safe to be yourself with them and share your 100% truth with them. They show up when you need them. And this is the key part of this without expecting anything in return. I hate when you do something for somebody, then they throw that in your face later and they use it against you, right? Like it is a beautiful thing when people just want to be there for you without anything in return. And I look at the women in my life right now and that is how they all are. Like I absolutely adore that I can pick up the phone and be like, oh my God, I need some help, right? And there is no attachment. There is no expectation that, oh, well, I helped her once, so now she has to help me, right? It's just this beautiful two-sided relationship where we give and then we get to receive, but we're receiving without attachment. 
attachment, right? So they don't pressure you to be somebody that you're not or use your past or your truth against you. They don't judge you when you get it wrong. They genuinely apologize when they've done something wrong. You can have a disagreement with them and overcome it in a way that builds love and respect for each other versus taking away from it. I think about my best friends and let me, I just have to tangent really quick. I have to tell you a story about how I met my best friend. So I was in a point in my life where I had been living in LA for a few years. I just gotten out of a really, really toxic relationship and I had moved to a different part of LA and I didn't know anybody in this area. And I felt so lonely. I felt so isolated. I just wanted a friend and I wanted a friend that was like, all right or die. (laughs) That was like my partner crime that I could just go on adventures with. And that was just like a sister because I'm an only child. I've always wanted a sister and I was wanting and really craving the sisterly relationship. And the serendipitous moment happened because I was literally sitting on my balcony after moving into this apartment, feeling so alone, feeling so low. It was one of the lowest points of my life. And I was praying and I'm not a super religious person, but I was like, God, if you hear me out there, I need you to send me a friend and I need a super friend. I don't need a fake friend. I don't need somebody who's just a party friend. I need a super friend who is going to be in my life for the rest of my life. Like I need that sister. Please send me the sister. And no joke that week, (laughs) like asking you shall receive, right? Like talk about manifesting something incredible. I ended up meeting my across the hallway neighbor and I met her and I was just like, who is that? And she was beautiful and she was vivacious and she was energetic and she was just so full of life. And so my friends had flaked on me and I was like, oh my God, maybe that girl across the hallway would go out with me. So I literally put a hot pink post-it on her door and I was like, hi, I'm your across the street neighbor that I've talked to you a couple times. Like, would you be interested in going out with me in Hollywood tonight. My friends flaked on me. I'm literally sitting here with my fake eyelashes on ready to go. But you know, do you want to go out with me? And so I sat there like a total creeper and just looked out my door and I'm like, oh God, she's coming back. And she came in and she had like her gym bag and she was in sweat. So, you know, she looked like she had just worked out and I peeked out my door. I was like, hi. And so she's like, oh, hey. And I was like, did you get my post-it? <laughs> total creeper, right? And so she's like, oh, I really don't feel like going out tonight, but I've got a bottle of wine. Do you want to come in and hang out and we can just talk? I was like, okay. And literally that was in 2007. And I found my sister like this. Oh, I love her so much. She is my ride or die friend. We've now been to 22 countries together. We made a pregnancy pact. We had our babies together. Like we are the epitome of sisters. Like our husbands are amazing friends. Like it is the most incredible divine relationship that I've ever had with another woman that is a friend, like just the best friendship I could have ever have dreamed of. And I brought this up at this moment because we have not, you know, been through a friendship where there has not been challenges. There has been some very challenging times in our friendship where we have had some major disagreements and we decided to solve it because we loved each other so much and we respected each other so much that it was worth fighting for that friendship. And that always, that sometimes won't be the case. You might have a disagreement with somebody and that might be the realization that, look, I don't want to be in a relationship with this person anymore and that's okay. But for my best friend and I, up until this point of our friendship, we have chose to sit down and resolve every disagreement that we've had. There were points where she didn't understand where I was going where I was dealing with some massive insecurity issues. She didn't understand who I was becoming and we were just on different pages. But we have done the work on our friendship to be so real and so raw and so vulnerable and so honest about what we were feeling, what we were thinking, and we've always come back together. And I value that because I've had a lot of relationships with women where if there was a disagreement, it was like, fuck you, bitch, and it was over, right? Like that was it. But I have had the most incredible partnership with my friend, my best friend, 
and and it had the ability to problem solve and overcome these challenges and these moments where we were so pissed off at each other. And that might have been when we were on a trip, right? Like I remember getting into a huge fight with her on a trip and then we resolved it and still ended up having the best trip ever, right? So we did the work to have a disagreement, look at this with love, lead with honesty, and then have so much more respect for each other on the other side of it. So I think that is a huge indicator that you are in the presence of a great friend. If you can have a disagreement and still have a loving conversation and on the other side of it, resolve it and still have an incredible friendship on the other side built on respect and love and that partnership and the desire to keep the relationship going, right? I think that that's a huge component in all relationships. And this is why I've had such a successful relationship with my husband is we know how to fight. We know how to disagree and we don't low blow. We don't disrespect each other. We know how to reach a, you know, get to a point where we have a disagreement, but we reach a resolution. So anytime we get into a fight, we might be pissed and I might need a minute. I might storm off, but I will collect myself because my ultimate goal from every disagreement is resolution. So when you lead with a desire for resolution, that is going to be such a key component of having successful relationships in love and business with friendships, regardless, because you're not just like staying in the emotion and giving up when you get uncomfortable and running away from it. You're actually saying like, Hey, I want to resolve this with you. Let's figure this out. And that's such a beautiful thing. Okay. The next sign of a really beautiful friends, a good friend is somebody that holds space for you and someone that you feel like you're healing every time that they're in your presence or vice versa. So you just have this moment where it's like, oh my God, your presence feels like sunshine to me. And I don't know why it is, but I just always feel so good around you. And if you are going through something, they are the master of just letting you go through it. And I think for a lot of us, we get into these friendships where you feel like, oh God, my friend's going through something. I have to make her feel better. So they just give you all sorts of advice. They're like, you should do this. You need to do this, right? And sometimes that can be really overwhelming. There's a really beautiful art to holding space. And that is something that I've mastered as a coach. And if you've never heard that term before, it's really just being able to let somebody have an experience and just hold the space and just let the experience happen without having to interject your own thoughts, your emotions, or like letting your own discomfort rule you and feeling like you have to control how they feel. You just allow it to unfold naturally. And there are so many times we're holding space requires silence and you're just letting somebody have their experience and you might, you know, feel uncomfortable in that moment. It takes a lot of practice to learn how to do this. But what I always do is I'll hold my hand on my heart and I'll just let this person go through this. And that is something that happens in session with clients all the time. We bring up some really challenging things or we're dealing with past pain that creeps up and they might have a total meltdown in our session. And I just sit there and I hold space while they are having their meltdown. And it is the most beautiful sacred partnership when you are able to safely hold space for somebody because they're going to see that presence as, oh my God, this is my safe person. I can go to her and tell her the scariest of the scariest. I can literally unload this atomic bomb of how my that just erupted in my life and she's going to know exactly what to do. So your presence will feel very safe to people and vice versa. So I think that's a huge indicator. If you if someone if you feel safe with somebody, ooh, that's a relationship you want to hold on to. So those are some indicators of beautiful relationships, healthy friendships, you know, good partnerships to have with people. So just start noticing are those components that are present in the relationships that you have with your friends right now? And if not, start seeking that out, right? It's because if you put that intention out there, just like what I said, I sat there and I prayed, please send me the super friend. Life brought me straight to her. Little, you know, unbeknownst to me, she was living 
sitting across the hallway from me for I think over a year and we just hadn't had the moment to meet yet but I called her in I got intentional about what I want my friendship to be like and life brought me that exact person so it's not a coincidence when you ask for what you want and you are clear about your intentions life will bring it to you you put all your energy behind that you get super crystal clear on what that looks like what that feels like what you want it to be and life is going to bring it to you. That's manifestation at its finest. Don't overcomplicate the process, right? Okay, so I want you to ask yourself a couple of questions. And these are going to be some hard questions, right? So if you've never done this work before, if you've never thought about potentially looking into your front circle or ending these relationships, some of these questions might feel a little bit heavy and that's okay. But just answer the questions that you feel drawn to because I want you to feel empowered and in control over the energy and people that you are allowing in your life. So the first thing I want you to think about is let's say maybe you identified that your friends are one of the five archetypes that I listed earlier. I want you to ask yourself the question about your friends, right? Does this person raise or lower my energy? So do you feel high vibe after you leave their presence or are you just literally like, oh my God, I'm literally exhausted and so burned out. She is draining me. Does this person champion your dreams or are they casting doubt into them? Do you tell them this moment, like this, my best friend and I had this moment, we were driving home, I'd done like a personal retreat for her in Joshua Tree and she decided she wanted to share a big dream with me. And this dream was so big, I literally had to pull the car over because I was so blown away by what she wanted to do. And then she told me, she's like, I've been sitting on this for a long time. And I was like, oh my God, you know, but she's like, I've just been in that place where I was so scared to put it out into the world. And all I did was just start championing this dream, right? There have been so many times in my life where I have told friends a dream that I had and they're like, that is too crazy. Like, who are you to think that you would do that? Like, oh no, if you do that, that's going to be too scary. Oh, what would you do if you failed, right? And they start just poking holes in what I want to do and that feels terrible. And a lot of times before I started really diving into my personal development work, I would take on those doubts. I would take on those fears and I would make them my own because I'm like, oh my God, she's probably right. She knows me so well. She's she's totally onto something. Maybe she's seen something that I'm not seeing. And I'm sure it wasn't coming from a place of trying to sabotage me. I'm sure it was coming from a place of trying to protect me or it's something that they would never do. So they, it's their own fear being projected upon me. But now I don't have anybody in my life who casts seeds of doubt at all. And if they do, I'm like, bye, that's your fear. That's your doubt. That's not mine. I'm, I'm handing that right back to you. No. Okay. Does this person fit into your past or do they fit into your future? And a really interesting way to think about this is if you realize like, oh my God, do they fit into my future? Is imagine what would your life look like in five years if this continue, if this person continues to be by your side? Are they going to be what's holding you down? Or are you going to grow and be more successful together, right? Maybe if you guys are both in you know businesses, so if you are super into your careers, which a lot of women who listen to this podcast are, maybe you have businesses, right? are you going to be growing together? Like my best friend is also an entrepreneur and we are constantly comparing notes. We're talking about what to do with this client. We're talking, you know, she's a hairstylist. So she's like, okay, I'm writing my new policies and my protocols. I'm like, okay, let me see them. Right. So we're constantly championing each other's success. And because of that, we've created more success, right? So is this person, somebody that fits into your past because they're trying to keep you small and they're trying to keep you as a version of yourself that you no longer fit into, or is it somebody that you know is going to really, lift you up and just you guys are going to go to the next level together like you are in it you're going to go to the top that's the person you want next to you that is your bestie your ride or die right like think about if you want to leave this person behind or if it's like yes hands down gotta have this person next to me that's going to be a really powerful question to ask yourself and the answer is going to tell you a lot about where you want to be with this person okay okay 
Are you staying in a relationship with this person because you feel like you have to, you feel like you should, or for the sake of history? And if you automatically said yes, you already know, right? But if you're in that place where you're like, I don't know, a really good indicator is let's say like this was a childhood friend and maybe your families are friends and you have a lot of history there and your mom's like, oh, but that um, you guys were in diapers together. You can't not be her friend anymore. And your parent is like shooting you or somebody in your life is like, but you guys have been friends for so long. Like, how could you leave her behind? I know this came up a lot when I was letting go of some of my friends, right? So if there is a should in there, or a have to, a should is going to create shame and pro- or shame and judgment. A have to is going to create pressure and stress. So do you want to be in a relationship with somebody that you are like, oh my God, I feel so guilty because I don't want to see this person, but I feel like I have to. And then you feel stressed because you now you feel like you've got to keep this obligation, but you're dreading it. So if that comes up and maybe somebody is pressuring you to stay in a friendship with them, is it time to set a boundary and be like, look, this person is not adding value in my life. I don't want to have to hang out with them anymore. It doesn't feel good. Their presence is draining me. I don't feel like I should have to hang out with them because you think I have to. And I don't, just because I've been friends with them for 20 or 30 or 10, however long years, that doesn't mean anything, right? Because you get to decide what you make the history of your friendship mean. You get to decide if you listen to people, if they say, oh, you should, or you have to be friends with them. You can't let it go now. You get to decide. So you can either say, nope, I'm going to let this go. Or you can actually, you know, decide that maybe it's time to let it go. Okay. So the next question is, does this person add value to your life? And why is your life better? Because they are in it. So if you automatically say they don't (laughs) and your life is more dramatic because they're bringing you all their drama and they're bringing you all this chaos and maybe you go out with them and there's always like a drama fight. Like I remember being in a situation with one of my friends who I'd let go of and we were on a trip together and we sat down at this restaurant and she's like staring at somebody, like really giving this person a dirty look. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, that bitch was looking at you. She was giving you a dirty look like fuck her and I was like are we in high school I was like what maybe she liked my outfit like why are you even worried about this like you and I are on this you know at this dinner together why are you worried about what anybody else in this restaurant right now is doing and I was just like oh my god like this is so crazy to me that this is you know we're in our almost 40s at this point and this is what we're doing we're having drama about somebody giving you a dirty look like grow up stop right so that to me was not valuable. That to me was extremely draining. That to me was like little petty childhood drama that did not fit into where I was at or who I was becoming. That was just something that was holding me back. So it made it very easy to look at those things and be like, okay, that does not work, right? So is your life more valuable because this person's in it? Are they a wise person where they're constantly adding value into your life because they're sharing their life experience and you're like, oh my God, that was a wisdom bomb that I needed that just landed with me today. Or are they like adding drama and chaos and stress and anxiety and just unnecessary stuff into your life? The next question, and this honestly will tell you everything you need to know when you ask yourself this. If the answer is no, mm, mm, Uh, I really want you to think about this. Do you feel safe being your true self around this person? If the answer is no, end the relationship. Seriously, like if you can't be your true self around this person, and this goes for friends, family, whatever, like why are you choosing to share presence and airspace with this person? Because if you're hiding parts of yourself to make them more comfortable or it's somebody you can't trust with your truth, is that somebody you really want in your life? So really ask yourself that, sit with that, because if you don't feel safe, if your body is having a visceral response to this person's presence, that is something you really need to tune into and get clear on why that's happening. Okay, 
the next question is, does this person's phone or this person's name pop up, popping up in your phone, cast the feeling of dread in your body? Once again, if so, telling you everything you need to know. So I want you to ask yourself these questions. I want you to get really honest with yourself. If you want to grab your journal and write this out, I would absolutely advise to do that because the people that are making you feel unsafe, that you don't trust with your truth, that you are dreading their presence, that feel like they are holding you back because they are trying to keep you in a past version of yourself, they're using your past against you, right? They're poking holes in your dreams. Are those really the people you want to continue to allow into your life? Because if so, it's going to have a dramatic impact on the success that you are creating. And look, is it going to be hard to end the relationship a hundred percent, but allow space for that. Allow it to be uncomfortable because once again, if you're staying in a friendship out of obligation or history, you're never going to feel good about that. You're never going to feel excited to be in a place where you're like seeing this person, you know? So people are going to get mad over you deciding to live your life different, over you deciding to end this relationship. But I think that we've got to start normalizing that that's a them issue And it's not a you issue because if you decide, okay, I'm going to end a relationship with somebody because she's dramatic and I don't want that drama in my life, they might get mad at you for picking your piece over their drama because now they have nobody left to vent to. And I think about when I let all of my party friends go because I had a lot of them and I was always a big socializer. So I had different groups in every part of LA. Like I had a different group for this and we would go to different places. And the second I took a five-year alcohol sabbatical and the second I stopped drinking, I literally had a mass exodus of people from my life because a lot of times like I would have wine night and it would be girls night at my house. But what happened when I ended wine night? They were like, oh, you know, they were so mad they didn't have anybody to hang out with anymore because I ended the party. And I had to start normalizing, letting their thoughts and their feelings about me and my decision about what I wanted to do in my life, not be a me thing and leave it a them thing. Because when I was thinking about letting all those party friends go, oh my God, my life got so much richer and so much more rewarding on the other side of ending those soulless, empty friendships. So Some people were not put here on this earth to evolve. They're here to do the same shit over and over, make the same mistakes, fall flat on their face, date the same guy, bitch about it, and just drain you. So they're here to remind you of what it looks like when they don't evolve. Use them as a guide to show you what you don't want in your life and then let them go with love. Because when you do, something amazing is going to happen. Life is going to fill that space that you create with the most incredible people. And this is what happened to me when I started letting go of a toxic friend, the most amazing, just like dream friend would show up in my life. And I think about the people that I've invited into my life in the past five, six years, and they are the most remarkable women. Like my elevation squad is so strong. And I think about just these, you know, in the last month, all the women that I've seen from all across the world who have come into town, they've come into LA, I've made it a priority to come in and see them. The vibration that I am operating at, my frequency when I leave their presence is so high. It is literally magnetizing so much success into my life because I feel so connected. I feel so loved. I feel so grateful. I feel so happy. I feel so like my my love cup, my joy cup is so full. So I want you to have that same experience and life will bring you those people when you have the moment when you exit the people that no longer serve you. So I invite you to trim the fat because you're going to feel some ways that I want to call out after you start to let go of the people who are not meant to be in your life. You're going to feel relieved. Your peace is going to increase. You're going to feel free 
no burden, right? You're going to feel clearer and more focused because you're not having to deal with other people's shit. You're going to have a higher level of self-respect. You're going to have more confidence. You're going to feel happier and full of joy. And you're going to be so much more optimistic because once again, you're not having the burden of other people weighing you down. So the moral of the story is, if you want to elevate your success, you have to trim the fat. If it feels heavy, let it go. If it doesn't fit into your future, let it be a part of your past. If it is not bringing you joy and value, let it be something that you let go of with love. Because it doesn't mean you hate them. It doesn't mean you don't, you, you like wish negativity upon them. It just means, hey, we're having a friend breakup and that's cool, right? Like if you went into the same approach of looking at when you've ended toxic relationships with partners in your life, why is it any different with friends? If that relationship with a man that you were dating or a woman, whatever your choice is, was not working out and you ended it, Why is that same approach not being taken with your friends? If they're just adding that drama and that toxicity to your life, end that shit because you are so much better than that. And there are so many remarkable women in this world who would be honored to call you as a friend, who would be honored to share energy and airspace with you, who would be honored to support you and lift you up on your days where you really need somebody. So call that in. Set that as an intention. Because all that's going to happen is you're going to feel so much better. And when you feel good and you feel supported and you feel connected and you have the right people to champion you around you, once again, guess what's going to happen? Your success is going to magnify at light speed. So I always think about when I am approaching relationships, I want to put myself in the room with women who feel the same way, who are so lit up by what they do and like attracts like, right? So that high energy, that high vibe, I've attracted so many people like that into my life. So if you need me to be that person for you, I will high vibe the shit out of you, right? I'm doing that to you on this podcast right now because I don't want you ever in a space where you feel alone, where you are approaching life from a place of loneliness because look, we are living through a loneliness epidemic right now. And once again, there are billions and billions of people in this world do not choose to self-isolate because you are telling yourself a story that nobody wants to be your friend or that you just have to say in relationships that you don't want to be in anymore because that's only going to cost you success. All right, my beautiful friends, this month we are going to be back with so much more success focused content. So I'm actually going to be bringing on an expert to help you really talk through maybe why you're not getting hired at work, maybe why your success is not amplifying. And obviously we covered a huge component of that today because your success is going to be defined by your relationships that you have in your life. So we're going to take this to a deeper level. And I'm so excited to share with you all of this success focused content, because I find when we start sharing these tools and when we we start sharing these, you know, ideas and these perspective shifts. Once again, the byproduct of that is just amplified success. So we're going to be getting into five things that are costing you success. And once again, I have the interview with, she is an incredible HR. She was in HR and she also does high level recruiting for one of the biggest tech companies in the world. I cannot wait for you to hear our story about how we met. It is so freaking fabulous. So we're talking, I just recorded this interview with her and it is so effing powerful talking all things about making sure you know how to approach the interview process. You know how to feel successful. You know how to present yourself. You know how to feel confident, all the things. And then we're going to be talking about some tips to present yourself with confidence right? Because I don't ever want you going into any sort of opportunity, embodying the idea that you have to fake it until you make it. No, 
because that's where imposter syndrome lives. So we are going to get you set up for success this month. Get ready for so much more goodness to come. And if you want that exercise that I mentioned to you about the elevation squad from my confidence generating toolkit, send me a message on Instagram at your soul makeup, or you can send me a email at soulmakeupcustomercare at gmail.com. And I will email that over to you. So that way you can start working on that for yourself. All right. I love you so much. If this helped you today, please, please, please drop me in a rating or a review. I would really, really appreciate that. Your support means the absolute world to me. So it literally takes two seconds. You can just pop onto a Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening to this podcast, throw me some stars, drop a couple notes and be like, oh my God, at least talk to me about Elevation Squad today. I loved it. You need to do the same thing. It would mean the absolute world to me. All right. I love you so much. I will talk to you in the next episode. Oh, hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this helps you, I would love for you to share the gift of confidence with a friend because this is how we all grow. So share this with your girls, a coworker, a fellow mama, or your fam on social media because we all need support in our confidence journey. So sharing can help us heal, feel better, and take steps to grow now. Also, I'd love if you would drop your rating in. Ratings and reviews help me so much more than you realize. And if you found yourself listening today and thinking, I need professional support, I would love to invite you to join the CAN program where I will teach you how to take confident action now. If increased confidence is what you want, this is multiple months of dedicated you time where we will do the deep work on you to create your most confident self, both personally and professionally. Because once you know how to generate the feeling of confidence from the inside out, the possibilities become endless and your results become inevitable. This is the most valuable investment you will ever making yourself. And I cannot wait to see who you become on the other side of doing this work on you. So visit me at soulmakeup.com to learn more or come be my bestie on Instagram. You can find me at your soul makeup. See you next time.